The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games podcast network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash PSVG, but especially... Edwin Callow, Coach Hulk, Barry Cathcart, Chris M., Paul Calico, Kyle Heyman, Benny Lou, and Joel Voss, a.k.a. Professor Switch. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for your love and support. But thank you to all of our Patreon supporters and every listener of PSVG. Uh, in case you haven't joined the Patreon yet, here's what you get. Here's what you, here's what you, I'm going to give you the lowdown. Just listen up. One second. Knock, knock it off. You, knock it off. Okay. You get exclusive episodes of PSVG DLC. You get Arcadia Academia, you get Kevin Hates Everything, and you get bored with everything now. And on top of that, that's not it. But wait, there's more. You get entered into our monthly Patron of the Month giveaway. Current offerings include $20 to Apex Legends, $20 to the eShop of your choice, or we have yet another PSVG ball cap in the grab bag. So if you want to get in on all the action and help support us, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of PSVG Prime. It is I, your recovering, very tired host, Kevin Austin. And with me this week is my bae, Mr. Lucas Rose. Hey, I'm your bae. Hey. 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 How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Mm, I'm doing good. I'm getting getting back to to normal, I guess. Which we'll we'll talk a little bit about. So we had extra life, which we'll get into with with what you've been playing. But um, after that, I had some unfortunate news in the family. Uh, we had a, we had a death in the family, so we're dealing with all that stuff. Um, so it was a long week last week. Literally the day after I came back from extra life, which actually was like a day earlier than I was supposed. So we were dealing with this. Um, and my wife's grandmother just passed on Friday, Thursday. Friday, I think. Sorry, it's all a blur because literally it's been a week of just the days of them running into each other. I'd imagine um, the the wake is on Tuesday, uh, and then the funeral is on Wednesday. So we're like we're still not done yet as it kind of just continues on. So it's been very tiring. So I'm trying to get back to normal, um, some semblance of day and night and what day of the week it is. Like I thought all day today. Today was Saturday, not Sunday. And I was like, oh shoot, we have to record a show and I have to edit it by the next morning. <laughs> all right, let's go. Yeah. I so. felt bad when I picked you said Saturday or Sunday and I'm like Sunday works better, but no, I know it's, t- it's totally fine. It's totally fine. I said to my wife, cause, cause actually, so like I have a Disney trip coming up. So we hit that 38 out point, which means you can uh, start booking your fast passes for rides, Ooh. but they only let you do each day. So like two days ago was 30 days from our first day there. So I had to wake up uh, seven o'clock in the morning as early. You can set it up, get all my fast pass for that day before they're all gone or for all the good rides are gone. And then I have to do it every single day going forward. So I've been up every day at like 630 anyway, even if I don't have to be for like work to get ready to grab the fast passes. And tomorrow I don't have to. So now I'm like, do I just grin and bear it and edit tonight? Or do I wake up tomorrow as I normally would, but I don't have to because it's a holiday and I don't need to wake up for fast passes and edit the show. So I, I still don't know what I'm going to do yet. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, 
But yeah, that's it. That's it. Man, you're living the the fast life, dude. Yeah. yeah. How's, the, how's the sickness at your house? If I oh, I'm knock on wood. <laughs> I think we're okay. You know, that's good. Nobody. Nobody got whatever it was my son got, and we mm-hmm. kept everyone, you know, barricaded away. He was, you know, off in his own little corner in a little quarantine. Quarantine, thank <laughs> you. In his little plastic bubble, um, lots of uh, hand san- sanitizer, and yeah, I was not gonna get that. I, I felt like I've been sick for like the last month, basically. Mm-hmm. So the last thing I wanted was a stomach bug. My poor son. Ugh. He's never thrown up in his life, and and he just woke up one night and was like everywhere, and he just feels so bad. But uh, I I don't want to sound too um, selfish, but so he ended up staying home the entire week. Yeah, and for those who don't know me that well, the weekdays are kind of my weekend because <laughs> yeah, right. I'm a stay at home dad, so I see everyone off, and then I stay home with the baby. So getting gaming done during that time did not happen, you know, mm-hmm. at my usual time. Uh, so it was strictly, how late do you want to stay up tonight to, to be able to do the things you like? So I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow where things will go back to normal. Nobody's sick. And uh, I get a little bit of me time. I need my oh, me time. They have work tomorrow, even though it's a holiday? Yeah, I think my wife does. Yeah. What's the holiday? Veterans Day. Yeah, I I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Most places well, don't. My son doesn't have work tomorrow. He has school. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the Sims. You can't just put everybody at work. Child child labor laws. That's right. Darn it. Um. All right. So let, let's let's do what we're supposed to do. I believe we're supposed to talk about video games. I think that's what we do here. It's hard to tell sometimes, really. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Why, why don't you go first? Because my story may sure. go on for a bit. Because I played a lot of games. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, little update on Link's Awakening. So I don't know if I said this before uh, um, when I talked about it last time, but I'm kind of a moron because I didn't know that you could call multiple times to the phone in Link's, Link's Awakening, Lonk's Awakening, and uh, he'll tell you different stuff. Old yeah. Orura or whatever. Terrible name to say. <laughs> Olrira, I don't know. And uh, so when I realized that, I was like, oh, now I know what to do. Because originally he was just saying, find the five gold leaves, you dummy. Yeah. I don't know how to do this. So once I got past that little hurdle, because I will admit, I've had a couple of times where I'm just like, I'm not having a lot of fun in this dungeon where I have to keep going back and forth. Yeah. Um. I, I found out later there's a, a way that you can teleport back to the entrance of a dungeon whenever you want to. And I was like, oh, that would have been helpful when I have to constantly go back and forth. Um, I'm not a huge fan of backtracking anyways. No. So there's a lot, a little bit of it in this game if you don't know what you're doing. Um, so, yeah, once I got past that part, I've actually been doing some pretty good, pretty smooth sailing from there and, and making some pretty good progress. So it's due back at the library pretty soon, and I foresee myself uh, finishing it this week. That's cool. Point, so. I've been playing it. I've been playing it, too, a little bit. I'm um, just kind of in bed uh, while wife's watching, like, um, TV or whatever. I'm just kind of, like, laying there. So I've been playing a little bit, too. I'm past that point uh, where you talk about the leaves. Like, I'm past that dungeon. I think I'm on the next the next dungeon after that. Mm, the cap is 
Yes. Or yeah. I might have beaten that one. Where I'm either on that one or I've beaten that one, but that's about where I am right now, too. So. You're like right behind me. Nice. Nice. I'm, We're lockstep on this whole this whole journey through Link's Awakening. Basically. basically <laughs> I have how many empty inventory spots do you have? I think I have three or four. I think I have three or four, too. Yeah. Okay. Because I didn't get an item that apparently you can have already, and that would have made my life a little bit simpler. Yeah. B- boomerang. Yeah, I don't have boomerang either. Okay, that doesn't make me feel bad. At this point, I'm like, I just need to beat this so I can't get all the secret seashells and all that other stuff. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too concerned with that either. So, so. yeah, I'm enjoying it though. Don't don't get me wrong. It's just probably not my top three Zelda games. <laughs> mm, Maybe sure. not even my top five. I don't know if I've have I played five Zelda games. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Uh, <laughs> We'll stay on the Nintendo Switch train, and I will say that I have Astral Chain, also from the library, came in. Mm. And, uh, you know, I have a bad tendency to just start new games without finishing the other ones. So I was like, oh, I should probably beat Link's Awakening first. So I did play a little bit of that in to try to get that done. And then I was like, oh, but I kind of want to play at least an hour of this. So I played some Astral Chain just a little bit. And uh, that game is... Very anime esque. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Have you played this, Kevin? No, I've not yet. It has an opening theme, like a like an anime would. So you know how you like get to see a little bit of the show, and then yep. there's some weird rock song that plays, and it's always like eighty percent Japanese, but then there's like twenty percent English rapping for some. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of what was going on here, and this one was this song was particularly strange. If you don't if you don't end up playing it, you should at least. Uh, find the opening to astral chain because it is like it sounds like it's sped up almost it's, it's very strange oh like artificial okay yeah uh so you know i've only played like the first case or at least the first uh yeah the whatever you would call case zero case yeah i think they're case prologue and um so far i will say the writing is not great it's <laughs> okay it's just very stilted and I don't know, just really anime-esque again. But even anime like can have good writing. It's just, I don't know. I think of it kind of as, as in that stereotypical anime trope. Uh, and I also kind of feel like I'm just hitting the right trigger a lot. So this game has a weird control scheme where the right trigger is the attack button. Okay. And then you have your astral chain, but you don't really tell it to do anything. You can tell it to come you can pull it back or send it out but i feel like i'm just walking around and smashing the right trigger a lot like interesting no other buttons no combos that i know of yet i'm assuming that probably changes as the more that you play and the more you unlock stuff but so far it feels a little bit well i'd say button mashy one button mashy (laughs) button single button mashy. yeah single button masher so i don't know i guess i don't know what i was expecting but here's a good uh here's my thought process my son randomly was interested in uh transformers devastation the other Mm -hmm. one of the other games that uh platinum made and uh so i played a little bit of that because he was interested in it and the combat in that feels great like yeah. there's 
I don't know what it is, but like the way they transform into cars and you can incorporate that into the attacks and everything, it feels really good. But it also feels like you're doing different stuff. You're pressing different buttons. You're using guns sometimes. I don't know. I really enjoyed that combat system. Here, again, the one button. It was kind of a letdown. So I'm kind of hoping that maybe that opens up or I'm playing it wrong. You know, that could very well be a possibility. Sure. I don't want to base my entire uh, impressions off just one one single play, uh, you know, playing that one case so far. But um, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. But so far, I'm not seeing a lot of meat on the bone. Mm. I'll give it a little bit more time. I know Tom Servo really likes it and, is, yeah. uh, you know, advocates for the, the game a lot. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Now, did you you get Damon X Machina too, or did you just return that? You just return that like when you got it. I played it. I played that game for way more than I probably had any right to do. <laughs> that game, I was interested in it, but then the the there was like no point to anything. It felt like oh, okay. There were always these like cutscenes that almost looked like a uh, like a story um, text, a visual novel. And uh, so there would be these back and forth between unanimated character portraits, you know, just a lot of text to read. Thank yeah. they were voiced, but it just didn't feel like there was an overarching story of why I was doing any of this stuff. It just kept introducing more and more people in groups. There was mm. some weird, like everybody had to be in a group and it was like heavens, angels and, and, uh, <laughs> Team I don't Rocket. Know. Yeah, other cool sounding <laughs> names that are ridiculous and mean nothing. So after a while, I was just like, I don't even know why I'm playing this game. You know, like mm. there's nothing here that's pulling me to play. The gameplay certainly didn't. So yeah, I don't know. That one was tough. And I did pretty much, I gave it about a week and then I ended up returning it because it sat around and I was like, somebody else probably really would like to play this game. Mm. So I, I returned it. Uh, so lastly, my my last two games, I actually played with uh, Josh from PS Board with Video Games. Uh, he texted me one night and was like, "Hey, dude, you want to play? Hey, dude, you want to play some video <laughs> games?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, sure, let's do it, dude. It's been forever." It was a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes. <laughs> hey, man, dude, bro, uh, bro, Brosif. So we played. Uh, two different games. Well, technically three, but I'm not going to talk about Tannenberg. That was a terrible experience. <laughs> um, I had to let uh, Call of Duty World War II download. So we played Scythe, which is a board game. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had been meaning to play for quite some time. And uh, we were we promised each other. Oh, yeah, we're going to play through the tutorial. So when we play each other, we know what we're doing. He played through it while inebriated and I did not play <laughs> through it at all. So. I was like, you know what? Sometimes the best way to learn something is just jump right in. We learned that that lesson on Twilight Struggle, where it was just a bunch of numbers and regions. Yep. And we're like, I, I, what can I click on? So that was kind of history repeating itself here. Oh, uh, now he he didn't play the board game Scythe at any he point. He had played it, but he didn't know how the, much he remembered is between. Yeah, how much he remembered from playing it, what the differences of the game, uh, the PC game would be. Mm-hmm. So. I knew he had played it, but so I figured he at least had a basic understanding of what the objective was. Right. So as we, as we played, I did learn, okay, like you need to mine resources like, or to buy mechs, which help you cross the water. 
And then you also need other resources to um, like, there were four different uh, like values that you had to collect resources, loyalty or something like that, or hero heroics. Um, And two other ones I can't remember. And I thought, okay, I just need to have like the most of these categories. Sure. No, not really. <laughs> uh, what ended up happening was I made I made the the game and then I set it for 15 minute turns because it's it could go from 15 to like an hour and 30 minutes. But it it's like a chess clock where you only have so much time collectively. Oh, okay. I thought it was like you had 15 minutes in one turn because you can yeah. get hot seat style where you just go back and forth and jump mm-hmm. in the game. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, I don't want to play a super long game. And so at the end of that 15 minutes, I just got kicked out of the game. There was no like end of the game or anything. For me. <laughs> just like, no, you're booted out, which was weird because I created the game. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I had fun. It was just, I didn't know what I was doing until it was too late. And he was clearly going to kick my butt anyway. So um, <laughs> it was interesting, but I don't know what really was happening the whole time. So we switched from that to uh, Call of Duty World War II Zombies. I had asked him, I was like, you know what? We, this was in Humble Bundle. I, I've never played a Call of Duty Zombies game. I knew it was, uh, or mode, I guess. I knew it was really huge when it first came out. And so he was like, yeah, sure, no problem. So we we boot this up, and first of all, he he got a little menu before he booted it that said, "Do you want to play zombies or multiplayer?" Because they've broken it all up, and now yeah. single player is its own download, and multiplayer is its own download. And I was like, "Well, I'm not seeing that, so I'm just going to boot into the game." So I had to wait probably five minutes to get into the menu to click zombies, and then it closed and reloaded. Uh, oh world war ii zombies and it took another like three minutes and i'm just like this is way too much time what is going on here i hate when you have to load forever just get a menu that's ridiculous so we play and i i had an inkling of what you were supposed to do but he was telling me josh was telling me that uh the modes were kind of different sometimes it was um just waves of enemies sometimes you had to have objectives and do things And so this ended up kind of being a little bit of both. And uh, we got into the game and I'm just like, man, this sure does look like really terrible. What is, what is going on? So I look at my, I look at my graphic settings, like, okay, everything looks normal. I'm, I'm not running out on like ultra gonna chug at five frames per second mode, but I'm also not, you know, the lowest ever. So yeah. what's, what's going on here? And I look it up later. Cause I couldn't really see anything most of the time it just it was really weird so i look up i look up what was going on later and it turns out with my specific video card the textures on the ground and certain other textures in this specific map on zombie mode show up as black not like the color black but like absence of light so you can't see right. type black and there's no way to fix it apparently it hasn't been uh i have a radeon vega 54 uh, graphics card and it's the 54s and the 64s that are messed up and i don't know why that is or anything but as far as i know there's no fix so that was bizarre cool. it like was your one card on that one map and this one texture like how does that even happen like how? i have no clue that's weird i 
I can understand if it's, I mean, that's the last thing you would patch, I guess, but come on, this has been out for a while now. Right. How is it not fixed? So it's not game breaking, but it really is hard to see anything. And I, I felt like an idiot because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what my guys, I, I picked the, um, the support class and I didn't know what any of my stuff did. And I just was like, Asking like, where are the guns? Where do I find everything? Where are you? Why can't I? Felt like a total noob, dude. You can't be a noob in Call of Duty. Come on, it's true. Pro gamer. So it was a lot of fun, and Josh was very understanding of my stupidity and not knowing anything. And then we, when I told him that, he was like, "Oh, that that would be a problem." So I thought you just sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that too. I mean, I did suck. I can't blame it all on the not being able to see anything. So. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm sure we'll do it again. Uh, and it seemed to work better than uh, like Vermintide. We played that as two players, but that yeah. was more like it needs to be four players. This this was pretty good. And, you know, it's got that unlocking, leveling up uh, thing where you just feel like you need to come back and play more. So I'm sure we will. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much everything that I played. Cool. Cool. All right. So I'll, I'll jump in. And uh, as I mentioned on uh, last week's show, um, when we fake pretended that we recorded right after extra life, which we did not uh, I actually did attend extra life since the last show. And uh, I I've kind of not talked a, about it a lot on discord. So I was kind of saving it for the podcast. Um, it was, it was quite the experience. Um, I feel like Josh should have just been on this episode at this point, because we're going to talk a lot about Josh, you know, you did. And then I'm, I'm about to, too, so <laughs> um, Josh came with me uh, for extra life. So it was closer to his house than it was my house. So I drove up to his house um, I was there at his house for 4 a.m. Ooh. Yep. Um, and then we drove up to Rome, New York to be there uh, around 9 o'clock because the official start time for Extra Life was supposed to be 10. So we figured an hour would be a good amount of time for us to set up and be ready to go. Yeah. Um, so we hit the road. It, it actually wasn't a, a bad drive at all um, other than just being kind of tired. Like it was mainly highway the whole way there. Uh, no traffic. You know, it was a Saturday morning. So, you know, there wasn't a whole lot going on. But uh, it was a nice drive. We got there in plenty of time. Um, walk in and right away um, we find the registration kind of just check in kind of daily hands like a code of conduct which is basically as they summed it up uh, was don't be a jerk really is kind of all it was like you know nice. certain areas were off limits of the building because it was at a community college um, could so you like, could you yeah. um, live stream in the bathrooms oh I didn't ask that was a huge I hope- miss I probably could have okay I was gonna say I hope you didn't because darn it'll come down on you on that for that one well, it's not TwitchCon or anything like that, but, you know, um, so, uh, you know, they basically don't be a jerk. It was at a college campus. It was like a student union building. So it was like this big venue, like it was a pretty big, you know, area for all of us. And they were just like, hey, you just in the middle of the night, don't go past this sign, like kind of deal. Like they had it blocked off a little bit in the building because oh. it was part of like a, a huge building overall. But we had access to one part of the building, which had uh, an area for people that want to take naps. They could take naps, uh, had bathrooms that were basically just for us during this period of time. Uh, and then the big venue we were in, which uh, we walked in, there wasn't a ton of people there, maybe like 15, 20 people when we got there. Um, but right away was able to zoom in and recognize Sean Capri, like right away, you know, based on we're wearing, I don't feel like that was too difficult. Exactly. Um, so it was good seeing him. He was the first person we greeted um, when we were nice. there. He, he was pumped to see us. And I licked Donnie's uh, skateboard that was signed by Phil Spencer just so that he can always remember. As it, as it's hanging up on his wall now, he's like, man, I got this skateboard. It's signed by Phil Spencer. 
then he has to immediately think afterwards that Kevin also licked this. So <laughs> um, he's gonna like he needs Sharpie and just like circle the affected area. <laughs> he's the affected spot. It's like a black mark, like Venom licked it, you know. Yep. Um but it was good. We 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 met him, met the met Lee Navarro, who is the person who kind of was coordinating the whole event, which I will tell you, the, these guys here in Phoenix Overdrive, which was the team, the team we signed up for, they are like legit. I think they've been doing it for I think seven years is what they said, or this was wow. the seventh year. Um, and every year it's just gotten bigger and bigger. Like it started off with like him in his house with some friends, and then it was done actually at the children's hospital for a little bit. Ooh. Um, and this was the first year he moved it off site to, to this location. And I don't know what Lee does professionally like for a living, but he, in my head, he has to be some sort of engineer or something to work with computers like all the time. He actually mapped out who was going to be there. So there was supposed to be uh, 60 people in attendance playing games. Okay. He knew what equipment they were coming in with. He knew whether or not they were actually going to be streaming because not everybody streamed. Some people just come in and played. Okay. Um, and he mapped out every table in this building to be like, okay, this table, this seat, this row, this is you. And Everything was mapped to different electrical outlets, which were running off different circuits, uh, different Ethernet switches. Like he planned for the bandwidth for everything. Um, it was it was quite insane. And, and to see the majority of the people there were uh, PC gamers. So I saw some like ridiculous rigs, including his, which was like his tower, dude, was like the height of probably your computer desk, like that tall. Oh, God. And yeah. it was a foot and a half to two foot wide. And I mean, the thing lit up like it was a freaking Christmas tree. Like it was insane to see like some of these people rigs rigs that they had um, heavy like, made us feel like way out of our league because like Sean Capri and the, and you know, myself, Josh, the people that came from like our indie podcast group type thing, like we're all just playing on consoles. Like we're, we're, we're like the noobs here. Like, yeah, yeah, we're used to being on camera or, or recording stuff, maybe more than some of these other folks, but it's like, but we, we don't game at the level that they do with the equipment that they do. Um, so, People came in. Uh, Joseph Moran, Mr. Babbitt came in. We met Skinny Matt, which was awesome to meet him in person. Nice. Um, he did bring his whole family in tow, which, which was cool. We got to meet his son, Preston, and then the fam. Um, so it was cool. Uh, Nintendo Guru dropped in later on. He, he unfortunately had um, his work laid off somebody. So then he ended up having to work on that day when he wasn't supposed to. Aww. So he, he worked all day and then drove from New Jersey to New York that night. Um, hung out for a couple hours, then went to the hotel, went to sleep, came back the next morning. It really all he ended up doing. He did play games for a bit, but he re- literally just ended up being a chauffeur for Sean Capri because he took him back to his house after. <laughs> Giggity. Um, to record some stuff before Sean headed, headed back up to Canada. But, um, you know, Garrett Bland was there. James James Games was there. Uh, said Mr. Babbitt was there. So it was really cool to see these guys that, like, we knew via, you know, Skype and, and podcasts like that. But, like, it was weird meeting them in person because it was like, instant like oh i know you like it didn't feel weird at all it didn't feel awkward i was just like oh yeah i know you like and it was just natural it felt really cool that's cool yeah yeah Uh, we started a little bit later we're supposed to start at 10 a.m i think by the time they got everything wired because some people showed up late and they wanted to make sure we had a tiered uh system of turning the power on so we didn't blow things by turning everything on at once yeah um like i said they were super organized um so there were a couple hiccups where like too many people were in the same uh, outlets or somebody put their stuff in the wrong location. So sometimes we had some issues the first couple hours uh, where stuff was blowing, but he's always really quick to, to address it, get it fixed like within five, 10 minutes. So uh, after the first couple hours, it was smooth sailing all along. They yeah. were super awesome. They had lunch catered um, by a local, like a uh, sandwich shop catered lunch. Oh, uh, awesome. a pizzeria dropped off pizzas at night. Like they, they were treating us like good. Like, so we didn't have to get up. Like it was dang. 
it was incredible. And seeing all these people doing it, there were people playing board games that came in. Um, it, yeah, it was just, it was all the place. It was board games, video games, PC games, like everything was going on. It was really cool to see. The one thing I will say that I'm, I'm a little, I don't want to say disappointed because this is all for charity. So anything anybody did was fantastic. But as we hit like 12, 15 hours, I was looking around the room and there were a lot of people not there anymore. Like a lot of people just packed up left. Um, People were napping, which once again, you're doing it all for charity. So it really doesn't matter. But I just took it serious, probably too serious, uh, which is, (laughs) you know, maybe a fault against my own. But, um, you know, we hit that 2 2 a.m. period. And this was during daylight savings time. So we saw 2 a.m. twice. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's when it really hit me. Um, I was feeling really tired and I was like starting to kind of like nod off a little bit as I'm playing. So I was like, man, I got to switch my games up to stay awake. Uh, Josh, at one point, he ended up taking like only like a half hour nap, but he like laid down for an hour because he just didn't feel good. But we found out afterwards because he we, we probably could have used another meal. Like we had dinner, but dinner was like, I don't even remember what time it was like six or eight o'clock at night. And oh, we had nothing yeah. to eat after that. So we're going till 10 a.m. the next day like you really could just use a little something to keep you going uh we were just pounding g fuel and, and like candy at that point so <laughs> you know, it's not good yeah um but yeah I, i'll tell you it's so like i i stuck it out the whole time uh sean capri stuck it out for almost the whole time too like he said he got up and hand over stream to like nintendo guru for like an hour to kind of stretch his legs and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i mean there were a lot of people that just like napped or slept for like four four to six hours i'm like damn you know i i kind of just took it gung-ho and went along um but i will say it was it was incredibly uh heartwarming to do it is not as easy as people would have you think it is to do which i think some people would say doing anything for that long would not be easy and yeah. they understand it but i had a lot of people like as i was getting ready or telling them what i was doing saying oh have fun and i'm like it is gonna be fun but after a while it's not gonna be fun anymore it's more like you know it's like running a marathon just uh, mentally versus physically i i would, yeah. I would kind of put it to that i can um, see that I, Josh and I kind of both committed that we're going to keep doing this. I think it was, it was very cool to do. Uh, we'll probably fundraise together instead of trying to do it separately uh, going forward. Just kind of have like a, a single unified effort. Um, but it was really cool to meet people. And, and like Skinny Matt even said, he wants to make that the, instead of doing like the indie podcast meetups, like just do it for extra life and then, you know, bundle it together with things and, and be able to see people. Cause it's really cool seeing those, those folks. Um, bundle. bundle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I had planned out a schedule, which I stuck to, um, pretty well for the beginning of the, the night. But as I, as I got late, I made some mistakes that I'll, that I'll take with me, uh, next year was I, I, you know, I kicked it off with strong with like apex Fortnite, you know, games to get people going that streamers, people like watching those games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought personally, having never done this before, or even game for that long ever in my life, um, was thinking, okay, in the middle of the night when it's like quieter and you're going to chill, I'll play games like The Outer Worlds or Control, which are not fast-paced action, you know, nonstop games. Right. Huge mistake because I was just losing focus completely. Sleep. <laughs> so I ended up playing Fortnite a lot more than I ever wanted to. Um, and gosh darn it, if it doesn't have me hooked again, it's it's bad. Oh, no. Um, but the, the problem was like, so I, I only plan to play it for a little bit. And then when Skinny Matt finally got settled in, he's like, "Hey, you want to play Fortnite?" So we do. You could do crossplay in Fortnite. Um, so I jumped in. I was like, "Yep." Josh refused to play Fortnite, so he's like, "No." Good man. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I was playing with Skinny Matt, and then uh, Joseph Brand, Mister Bad Bit, was like, "Oh, I'll play with you guys too." So we all linked up in a party. Um, first match we played together, Victory Royale. Boom, done. I'm like, all right, let's do it again. Hop in. Boom, Victory Royale. Two games back to back. Like, all right, we have to go for three at this point, right? Like, yeah. 
let's go for it. And we were getting like eight kills, 10 kills, like each round, like me, just myself. So, and then Joseph Moran was killing a bunch of, if not just as much, if not more than me. Um, Skitty Mads, he said he was a strong support character for us. Um, but he had says like, man, this is my first victory royale. That first one, the first game we played, he's like, this game's a whole lot more fun when you can actually win. And I was like, yes, man, that, that's the point. That's what drives you. Yes. Um, that's why I don't so we played a couple matches and I think we had a run Lucas in like an hour and a half where we had like six or seven wins, mm. which is, that's not easy to do even for like oh. people who are experienced in Fortnite. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. It got to the point that we, instead of playing with the three of us and a random person, uh, somebody else that was playing on PC sitting in front of us actually was like, Hey, can I, can I jump in the party with you guys? We're like, sure. Let's go. You know, so we joined our party and we played together, got a couple of wins like that. So yeah, it, those were the games I should have been playing in the middle of the night because they just held my focus better. And I should play those story driven games earlier in the, in the, in the, in the night basically, or in the day really. Um, but yeah, it was really, really cool to meet everybody. It really, uh, it was good. Um, it was for a good cause, of course. So that was great. And I think next year I'm just gonna we're gonna go uh, a little more aggressive with it. I'll have some prizes lined up for people to make donations, stuff like that. Make it a make it a big effort and kind of just drive drive it home. But yeah, it was really 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 cool to do. I think I'll definitely be doing it again and just take what I've learned this time and, and do it. Because honestly, and if you listen to any Sean Capri shows, he's kind of said the same thing. the The worst part of the entire event was when it was just time to go. Like oh, you just kind of like, man. I, I just I felt like we just got there, like meeting Sean Capri in person, meeting Mr. Bad Bit and, and Nintendo Guru and kind of just talking with those guys. Like I didn't get a chance to really talk to them other than like just play games with them. We did World War Z together. You know, we did stuff like that, played Apex. Um, but yeah, it was like really the only person I talked to regularly was Josh, number one, because he was right next to me. And number two, we had to drive up, drive home and all that stuff. But when it was time to go, it was just kind of like, well, well we got to pack the stuff up and see ya. Like go, go to the hotel, try and get some sleep. Yeah. Which, that, which that was a funny side story to not, not drag this out too long um, was we we Josh emailed the hotel earlier saying, hey, can we have an early check in? Because we're going to be done at like 10 a.m. Check in's not till three. Mm-hmm. And he explained like, this is what we're doing. It's for a charity event. We're going to be up 25 hours straight. We really just want to go to sleep kind of deal. So the hotel, you know, eventually responded back in the middle of the night saying, like, yeah, absolutely. No problem. We should have a room ready for you by 9 a.m. Um, come on in, have some of the complimentary breakfast, and then come get your room and go to sleep. So we're like, awesome. We don't need to pay for breakfast. And there's another meal covered. So Josh and I were like, all right, great. So we get to the hotel and uh, the woman at the desk is like, yeah, the people that answer those stuff online don't actually know. We don't we don't have any rooms. We were sold out last night and the housekeeping isn't even here to clean the rooms yet. So oh. we don't have anything for you. She's like, I might be able to get you in for one. And Josh and I are like, Ooh, okay, we, we played video games for 25 hours straight, but we were up like six hours before that. So we're approaching, you know, day and a half, close to two days of being awake. We're like, we yeah, really need to sleep. So she's like, well, have some complimentary breakfast anyway, and we'll, we'll see what we can do. So Josh and I was like, all right, well, we got to eat something. So we, we sit down and eat. And oh, by the way, the area we were in, there was nothing there. Like there, there was, it was like Amish country. Like for food or anything. Yeah. There's nothing there at all. And anything that was there was closed on Sundays. So we're like, Oh my God. So like we, we really had to eat there. Otherwise it was nothing within miles and miles and miles. And at that point, Josh probably shouldn't have been driving anymore. So, you know, um, but we sat down, we're eating breakfast and a woman runs up. She's like, are you the guys that were, that were at the charity van all night? We're like, yeah. She's like, all right, I'm the manager. She's like, I'm sorry. The girl at the front desk didn't know. I told her we'd have a room for you guys. Um, (laughs) Give me five minutes. And like she went and cleaned the room herself. Whoa. Um, and I think it's because Josh was asking like the online thing, like how much is it to cancel? 
the room because we're like, well, at this point, if it's going to be forever, we might as well just try and go home. Like, yeah, even though we shouldn't be driving, we might as well just go home because it's like it's a four and a half hour drive. So whatever. Um, but she gets us a room. So we get in the room. Um, both go to sleep. Now, we did you up. snuggle? Well, naturally. Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, Oof. we played a board game first and then we snuggled. I was worried um, you didn't snuggle. Well, we had two beds, but we figured, why use two? We only need one. Um, you push them together and make mega bed. Ooh, but then we wouldn't be close. Um, sure. So we, we go to sleep, and two and a half hours later, I wake up. So oh, I start looking at my phone. I'm like, because in my head, like we we blacked like blacked out the, the hotel like, room. It's got to be like 10 hours later. I Well, I didn't think it was that late, but I figured it'd be at least six or seven, because I set an alarm yeah. for 830, because the, the, the plan was like, all right, let's go to sleep. We'll set an alarm. Worst case scenario from the Patriots game comes on. And wake up, watch the game, and go back to sleep, you know, for the night. <laughs> yeah. And we'll leave the next day. We both woke up after two and a half hours and we're like, all right, what do we do now? There's nothing to do in this area. We're just gonna sit in the hotel room and watch TV all day. And he's like, eh, I don't know. So eventually we both looked at each other like, you want to just go home? <laughs> so we did. We basically got a hotel room to nap <laughs> and we went home. That's so weird. It is, it is. Um so yeah. So basically, we're, we're driving home, and we were looking for something to eat because at that point we were hungry, again. And once again, we couldn't find anything. And there was nothing like immediately off the highway. So we ended up getting like ten minutes away from Josh's house and eating there. <laughs> we went to a pub, uh, <laughs> he had some had a beer, uh, and then took off. Um, so yeah, it was it was kind of funny. Um, That's great. Sorry, my daughter texted me, but yeah, it was a great time, and uh, yeah, it was it was good. So I'm definitely doing it again. Um, but the only other game I want to talk about that I did play uh, that I want to talk about is Outer Worlds. Have you played any more of it or I played it yet? I am. I have played it, but I haven't played any more of it. I'm okay. going to this week because, again, sick kid. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I won't give away any story stuff. And I think Nathan okay. wants to do a review cast with me. He's not very far either. I know he just did Extra Life, so he's probably gamed out for a bit. Uh, so hopefully the three of us can maybe do it. Ooh. Um, I'm still absolutely loving this game. I'm not sick of it. I'm doing every freaking side quest. I'm doing every side mission, every different storyline. I love it. This, this nice. game is is my game too. It's, it's Fallout, but much better. I'll just leave it at that. So if you if you were into story based uh, Western RPGs, um, and you have Xbox Game Pass, just play it. Out or of PC Game Pass or PC Game Pass, yeah, Game Pass Ultimate, either one. It didn't seem to be too. Uh, it looks great, but it wasn't really that demanding on no. my hardware. I haven't tried no. to play it in 4K, but um, yeah, I thought it was very accessible. Yeah, it looks good. The, the writing's great. The mechanic, the guns feel good. Um, yeah, it's, it's just I everything one, I wanted in a game. I have one question yeah. that usually shows up in these games, but this is not this is not Bethesda. They out-Bethesda Bethesda. So my question, to, my question to you is, did they get like six people to do the voices of NPCs and you just notice it right away? Or did they actually make sure everyone sounds a little bit different? <laughs> well, Oh, um, our friend Sean bite you mm-hmm. voice multiple people in this game. And he couldn't tell us when we talked to him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, but do they sound the same? I'm sure they sound different knowing, knowing the professional he is. Um, no, I haven't really gotten to a point yet where I'm hearing people say like, Oh my God, they sound the same. Like there's your generic people in the town that you can air quotes talk to, but they just say one line, like, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure some of those are like the same people, but any character you actually have dialogue with, and interactions with they all seem to be distinctly different different That's type of good. accents different ways of speaking um you know some sound more educated some sound blesser you know so there's all different walks of life you encounter um and, which also ties into the story um 
so yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm getting the same people uh, per se. No, that's nice. I think but Bethesda, even if they are played by the same people. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they tend to get people who sound very specific and then you can pick them out immediately, even if they try to change it up a little bit. You need those like average sounding people to do the NPCs so you don't get used to hearing them. Yep. Yep. Good. Good to, good to hear. So that's it. I'm not going to give you any spoilers, but I highly recommend it. I think I'm done with two, three different areas, I want to say, but you you do do some back and forth, um, much like a Mass Effect, where you might travel back to the same planet and do more things here and there. So there is some of that there, but I've done, I've oh. spent substantial amounts of time on three different locations so far. I could say that. Nice. Yeah. Man of the There's stars. still a lot more to go, it looks like. It looks like there's something like 10 or 12 planets you can visit. Oh, wow. At least from the map. I don't, I'm not sure if you can visit them all, but there's like 12 planets that are all named, so I'm thinking you can visit them all. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a big game. It's a big game. So I think those reviewers that talk about being like 40 hours, maybe. But I think you really have to main mainline the main missions because I, I can't see it being 40 hours. I probably put at least 20 in already myself, and I don't feel like I'm halfway through. So uh, I feel like I'm still early on in what's going on. So yeah, great game. Can't recommend it enough. But uh, that's enough for me. So why don't we hear from some of you? It's time to check out the messages. All right. Message for you, sir. First question, which is actually multiple questions, is from our basically third person on the show tonight. Josh, <laughs> multiple questions. Number one, why aren't we playing Pummel Party right now? Because um, we're recording a show right now, Josh. That's kind of... Gosh, try to be a little bit more professional. Yeah, okay. and when We've we, when we put did a... want to play, you, you decided to run out of power. Like, who, who just let their <laughs> power run out? <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, you're, we you're have priorities, okay? Yeah, we have not a pummel we party. Work to do. Not pummel. It's not time to party our pummels and putty pummy our puppers. Sure. This that too. Uh, <laughs> totally. Second question. Why is my child a nightmare right now? Well, because Aww. you ran out of power. I don't know why you let your power run out. That's true. Yeah. Here's the secret. All children have a very dark side deep within them. And every once in a while, you will see that dark side. It will come out. And our job is to tame them and say, no, no. Push that dark side deep down inside of you. Put a lid on that little bottle and never let it come out again. Well, I mean, that works for you because you have a boy and men are just supposed to suppress all their feelings and not ever show them. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. That works. Talk Um, like that to me again and I will kill you. Uh, okay um what would what would the world be like without butts we wouldn't have any butts i don't know if it's hashtag butts or if it's just about butts butts. yeah because well if it was actual butts we wouldn't have chairs and cars would look hilarious Mm. because like how do you drive a car standing up like the flintstones well they're even sitting down yeah, which I don't know how that works. You can't get very good traction if you're sitting down and pushing your legs. It's right? like those cars that they make for kids, and you sit down and you just you're like, oh, this is a pedal, but oh yeah, no, it's just you just do it with your feet. That's yeah, the little tykes cars. Yeah, yeah, it's so disappointing. I mean, if it no. was hashtag butts, then I would have a lot less interesting things to look at on Twitter. <laughs> Fair enough. And lastly, where is Cody right now? Uh, he's, he's down here with me as he always is. He's the world's loudest dog. And for some reason I have him in the same room as with me. And when I podcast, uh, he had a tough day. We were gone most of the day. So, uh, he deserves a little R and R. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
I'm going to save uh, Donnie's question because he sent in a good one, but I feel like we need more time to talk about it. Yeah, I read a little bit about it, and then I started looking at the uh, the news yeah. that it was related to, and I was like, yeah. Ooh, okay, I could give an offhanded not knowing what I'm talking about. Yeah. Thing, but uh, I think we're going to bench this one. He's supposed to be on the show with us next week, so we actually will get his side of it as well. Ooh, we so I think it's worth talking it. about. I think it's a good discussion there. So we'll save that one. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Servo, what are a few things to consider when buying any gaming controller and what controller do you like and why? Hmm. I know. I know which controller I like. What controller do you like? It's called the power glove. I don't know if you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the Xbox uh, one controller. Slash 360. I mean, really, it's about the same thing. Right, right. The D-pad is a lot better than the 360. Um, hmm. But, you know, each one, each controller has something over the others. I, I prefer the D-pad on the Nintendo Switch controller, Pro Controller, for instance. However, if I'm going to talk about all-around features, uh, th- the biggest problem and the reason why that uh, Nintendo Switch controller isn't my number one because I do like that controller a lot actually. Yeah. The triggers, it, it's got the clicky triggers, man. And as somebody who's who plays racing games, oh, it's annoying. It yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work. Racing isn't a you're either accelerating or not accelerating uh, game. Uh, but I will say that they are nicer for um, first person shooters. You know, mm. I played with the Xbox controllers for a long time and having that instant click as opposed to one of those long trigger pulls, it was kind of nice. Um, what the things I consider when I'm buying the controllers, the, the thumbsticks have to work right. I don't even care what they feel like really, but when I bought that cheap pro controller knockoff and I found out that the, as I was rotating the sticks around the tension as you go around in a circle feels different in certain areas and trying to play a first person shooter with that controller was just impossible. It it was just horrible. Uh, So that, that was like the biggest thing I can look past different feeling buttons like face buttons and Mm -hmm. that type of thing. And then the other things obviously are the uh, size and the feel Cause if there's like, you know how cheap some of the cheap uh, controllers will have plastic that yep. will like dig into your fingers and you're just like, what in the world? And then uh weight as well. If it's mm. too light, it doesn't feel right. It's, it almost feels like you can't manipulate the controls as well because it's shifting around in your hand in a weird way. So it can't be too light either. That makes sense. I, I'm with you on the, on the materials for sure. Cause when you get a lot of the knockoff ones, they get, some of them get really cheap uh, or and you mentioned to the size. Some of them get really small for some reason. Like you'll get like a, a knockoff controller. And for some reason, it's like half the size of the original controls. Like why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is this for a child? Um, <laughs> um, but my, so my favorite controller right now actually is actually the, the Xbox elite controller. Um, the thing is a beast. It just feels it so good. The be heaviest the controller. Price. Well, yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. And that's the thing. I can say this because I didn't buy mine. Mine was a gift from uh, my cousin um, who did it as a favor. I, I was, I helped her out of a situation and they, they bought that as, as, as a thank you. Cause I wouldn't accept any money. Um, and I absolutely love it. Like it just feels so hefty. The customizable stuff is cool, uh, and I did use it for a little bit. Um, I'm actually going to try and go back to it with a couple different games and see if I can make it work with the the paddles that are underneath. Um, oh, yeah. But it has the, the ability, like you said. 
I can switch my triggers to be clicky or not clicky. Uh, that oh, nice. you have that capability on there. So depending on the game, it makes sense. Um, so it has that has the heft to it. Um, but ultimately, like if I'm looking to buy one, like you look at the materials and looking at the size of the device. And normally for me, I'm looking at cost. Uh, I don't necessarily get the cheapest controller out there, but I also realize that I can probably get a controller that's almost as good as these pro controllers without mm-hmm. spending that kind of money uh, and give up certain things to be fine with. Like if I get a controller that doesn't have gyro, whoop de doo I really don't care. Like that's that's how would you fine. use motion controls though? Yes, spoilers, I don't. <laughs> um so but things like that. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like I don't need the the unnecessary features that are in there that are nice to have for certain games, but not essential. Um then I'm then I'm cool with that. So I like a lot of the Power A products that they put out for Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I have a wireless controller from them from there where it was like, yeah, it's not as good as the Pro Controller. And you're right, the Pro Controller for Nintendo Switch is, is amazing. But I got this for 20 bucks. So it's like, well, I could get, you know, multiples of these for the price of one pro controller. Right. So well, like I can deal with it being a little bit lighter and, you know, having to replace the batteries. I have rechargeable batteries in my house anyway. So it's not costing me like, you know, I don't have yes. to buy batteries all the time. So yes. things like that, I, I'm able to supplement and make it be a good equivalent without spending that kind of pretty premium price tag. Well, and for a daily driver controller, you definitely want something like that. But then when you get to, Hey, I need, second and third and fourth players controllers that's yep. where power a comes in and then aesthetic comes in because you're like well if i'm gonna get these then i might as well get something that looks cool and you yep. know um does the elite controller have bluetooth because that's um, a big thing on the nintendo pro controller that that it has over the xbox one controller that i have I, is bluetooth i don't know i don't think so i think the new one does the elite two might okay um, I don't think so because I I can use the controller like on my PC, but it has to be plugged in. Ah, yeah. Then it, so I don't I don't think uh, it has Bluetooth. I think it just has that whatever wireless it uses for the Xbox console. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think the new one does have that though. Because that's pretty. That's not something I would have thought of recently. But man, yeah. the the Pro controller I can hook up to my phone hooks up to the Steam Link actually, which is surprising. Pretty much any Bluetooth accepting device. So. Um, that was really nice for me to to find out. So that would be another thing I would look for going forward if I was buying more controllers. So now you get me thinking if it has Bluetooth or not because I've seen people use controllers with their phone, but I don't know if it's been the Elite. Uh, nope, Maybe, the Elite does not. Okay, it does not. I think they came out with a revision of the Xbox One controller and now yes. it has Bluetooth. Yep. Yeah, because the Elite controller was designed and built prior to Microsoft introducing Bluetooth onto the standard Xbox One controller. So yes, it does not, but the new one does, I believe. So nice. Good to know. All right. So thank you, Tom, for that. Uh, And then Dev writes in, what are your top three games right now for game of the year? And what else may enter the discussion by year's end? So I can go first if you have if you need to think for a little bit. Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, so for me, I don't think there's any real surprise here for right now. Um, this may not necessarily be my order for the top three, but here are the three that would be definitely the top of my list. Uh, number one, Apex Legends came out early in the year, but it's been a great game overall. It's evolved and, and kind of grown uh, and I've absolutely loved it. Um, also right now, uh, the Outer Worlds. I don't think that surprised anybody. That's easily most likely my top uh, candidate right there for game of the year. Um, and then right now I'm going to say... Resident Evil 2, the oh, remake, man. which was you're, good. You're stealing all mine. I was saying, I? I'm, yeah, that's okay, though. I mean, yeah, the Outer Worlds definitely, uh, just based off of what you're telling me, will, for me, also mm-hmm. have that um, have that spot. 
I'm kind of like, man, what games did I play from 2019? That's, that's what I've been looking to. I had to look it up. I literally like, what games did I play actually came out this year? Um, Resident Evil 2 was first to come to mind. Mortal Kombat 11, for me personally, was just sure. really great. A return to the series. Game of the year, though, is probably not going to happen. But, you know, it could, depending on how the other things work out. Sure. And then... I don't know. I'm looking forward to playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. So if that turns out to be good, that could very easily uh, dethrone Mortal Kombat 11 from the top three. Yeah, I think I think as far as ones that could um, interrupt that uh, same thing, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order may. I'm not. So here's the thing: is like I'm not as optimistic about that game as I was. Now it seems like the more I hear about it, the less excited I'm am for. So I'm hoping it mm. proves me wrong. I really am. Um, but other games that may pop in, Donnie thinks I'm really going to love Luigi's Mansion 3, which I really hope I do. Um, I actually hope to have already had it, but I, I don't right now, and I have a backlog. So um, I still think I'll play that this year, though, so that may dethrone one of them. Yeah, uh, and I then will, the last well. one, I don't know if I'll get to this year. I 100% want to play it, uh, Death Stranding. That could also maybe end up on the list. That seems to be kind of like it's it's a game that's confusing people. Um, <laughs> it seems like overall it's a positive reaction. They're just not... It wasn't what anybody was expecting is all I'm hearing. I'm avoiding any spoilers or anything like that. So if I get to it this year, that could also be a candidate for that. But I definitely hope I can get to uh, Luigi's Mansion and Death Stranding this year. Um, And those may dethrone something. Nice. I need to play more 2019 games. (laughs) I did do pretty good this year. But the problem is like, I think, and this may be for later in the year, we'll talk about this kind of stuff is like a lot of the games that I was looking forward to ends up kind of disappointing me. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yeah. Anthem. Doom Eternal got pushed. So Doom Eternal, Doom Eternal got pushed. Um uh was Rage, Rage 2. Uh, like, th- yeah. These were all games that were yeah. like okay, but I didn't I wasn't super jazzed about them. Um Far Cry New Dawn, I did enjoy that, but I know a lot of people didn't enjoy that as much as Far Cry 5. Um, but I still enjoyed it. But they're all games that were just like kind of like okay, they're good games, but they weren't great games. So yeah. Yeah, I think that kind of it's been a year that we had a lot of hype for, and I think a lot of it fell a little flat, but We'll save that for later in the year before we get to the year-end discussion stuff. Um, so, Lucas, what do you say we check out some news of the week, sir? Sure. All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's wow. do it. Weird jinx. Let, you want me to let, us, let us do it. Let us do it. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. Um, why don't you go first? Pick something. Okay, I don't feel like I talk about the PS PlayStation uh, side of things very much. So I picked this out of the, uh, oh, please don't autoplay. I picked this out (laughs) of the news thing. Yeah, it did. Uh, Sony wants to move PS4 players to PS5 faster than in previous generations. With PS5, Sony aims for a, quote, a scale and a pace that we've never delivered on before. Hmm. Um. So basically the article goes on to talk about how um who is who is talking here sorry Ryan Jim Ryan the these are gamers who are networked and sticky and engaged and passionate about PlayStation to an extent that we've not seen in previous generations he said as we move towards the next generation in 2020 one of our tasks probably our main task is to take that community and transition it from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 
and at a scale and pace that we've never delivered on before. Now, what was what I didn't understand and what this article says is I don't understand what that means. Uh, like the article goes on to say, is it going to impact the cross platform games that come right. out? Like, will there be a much more limited selection? Or does it just mean that they want to get the PS out, PS5 out fast so that they can, you know, get as many people to buy it during those seasons when people buy consoles? Like, what, what exactly does that mean? I don't know. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, you, releasing games cross-platform, I mean, you got to think right now, a lot of stuff is, is dried up. Um, Microsoft doesn't really have anything on the plate coming out that they've announced for the Xbox One. Uh, Sony has what the Last of Us Two left and Ghost of Tsushima. If that's not pushed to next gen entirely, mm-hmm. so they don't have much left going on in their own camps. Now, yes, third parties, Ubisoft, stuff like that. Like they're making stuff for both platforms um, that may cross into that threshold of being on this gen and next gen. Um, I think personally, what they're trying to say here is that they're going to have a big launch lineup like they're Ooh, i think yeah. i think what they're saying is they're gonna have stuff that's gonna make people say i can't wait there's way too much here i need to get my hands on they're this really good at that go. yeah, yeah I, I think they may pull that trigger and honestly when you look at what the situation they're in up against microsoft who has that value add prospect like hey we got game pass you don't need to buy games like mm-hmm. you need to sony needs the wheel that sort of like we have the best exclusives like they need to pull that out you know just be like well you know yeah you get game pass but you don't get uncharted you don't get god of war you don't get you no know, last of us i think they need to pull out all the stops bring back resistance like that's being teased big time right now like that that's going to come back or be remastered i think they have potentially a lot of stuff up their sleeve they didn't talk about you remember they weren't a d3 they haven't really said much that's of anything true. like that's so they true. may they may come out like swinging with all sorts of titles to come at launch that'll just make gamers say i can't wait to get a ps5 you know something in this article that that i think actually reinforces what you're saying is that this uh, Ryan guy was saying one thing that makes me particularly optimistic that what we're hearing from developers and publishers is the ease in which they're able to get code running on the PlayStation five. It's way beyond any experience they've had on any other PlayStation platform. Of course, PlayStation three famous for how difficult it was to create program games for it and everything. So yeah, I guess that does make sense. Uh, yeah. When I read this, I was like, I don't understand what the perspective here is, but yeah, yeah. I could see that for sure. So there you go. Time will tell set that money aside. Got to buy that PS five, which will be $999. Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh gosh. You, they better have learned their lesson about that. <laughs> $600. Very true. affordable. Very affordable. Just get another job. It's okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> true. Uh, so Nintendo published this little weird game that came out. I felt I needed to talk a little bit about. I don't know if you saw it, Lucas. Called the Stretchers. No, I have not. Okay, so it it wasn't really announced. I've never seen it before, but it was like kind of announced, and it's already available. And it's a co op game where you and a friend load people onto an ambulance and take them to a hospital. Oh, but it looks wacky. Uh, it looks very much like Overcooked. Where you're, you're, you have your gurney. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a great, looks like a great family game to make you scream at your relatives and stuff like that. But uh, it comes from the same people that made Little Nightmares. Um, and basically, oh, resident of a town are just struck with dizziness and they start passing out. And you're tasked with grabbing the people, uh, getting your stretcher through different obstacles. Oh, and, and you got to drive there by the looks of things, too. Yep. Yep. And you got to dump them off. But it's funny because, like, in the, in the trailer, you can pile up the stretcher <laughs> with like 10 people and you're like, 
balancing them to the thing and dumping them in the thing. So the ambulance just hit a tractor and then yep. caught the guy that was on the tractor. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. So it looks pretty fun. Uh, I, I have not played it yet. I haven't bought it yet, but this is something I think definitely on my radar that I will play. Uh, not game of the year, but just something wacky and fun from Nintendo. Uh, that very much seems to be like, hey, if you like Overcooked, you're probably going to like this one. I think until we're waiting for that moving game, is it moving out, moving on, or whatever that looked exactly like Overcooked? Yeah. Moving furniture. Yeah. I, this might be a good filler until that game comes out as well, or until we get more Overcooked. Who knows? Are but, we uh, seeing a new genre of game emerging here? Quite possibly. It really feels like it. I'm I'm for it. They're fun. I don't know what you call it, though. <sighs> Co-op. I mean, it's it's almost like a return to couch co-op, although like you could play Overcooked, you know, online Overcooked 2. I'm wondering if this you can play. Probably not. I'm assuming. I don't think you can play this online. Ooh, that would be rough. Yeah, I think it'd be too rough to play online. So. Yeah, it looks fun, though. Yep. Yeah. How much is it? 15, mm, 20. Let's see. Can I click on the eShop link? It's in the US now. Let's find out. Loading. It is loading. <laughs> rat, rat. You can't video. buy it. Buy it digital. 20 bucks. So not bad. And that's not bad at all. No, not bad at all. Nice. Uh, it is up to two players. Yeah, it does not have online. It's just TV mode, tabletop mode, handheld mode. So yeah. Up to two players, couch co-op. So yeah, it's kind of like a, just a return of the couch co-op genre, I think. Kicking but they're it. like very cool. distinct art style. Yeah. It looks like Overcooked, so. Looks fun. Yeah, it does. It does. So check it out if you're interested. Hopefully I'll have more to report on that. I think this would be a good game for uh, the wifey and I to play. So Ooh. we shall see. What else you got, Lucas? So I read this uh, uh, a couple days ago. Almost a week ago was when this was published. So I apologize for not being funky fresh. But Keanu mm. Reeves doubled his presence in cyberpunk 2077 because he enjoyed it so much huh and now caro is uh, going to pre-order this game <laughs> <laughs> no because he, he's taken now so she's upset <sighs> woman can dream uh dude Ke- keanu reeves is just an amazing guy like he's great he always has these little stories that just make him seem like he's awesome. Uh, so, and w- what kind of became of this and the reason why this is a story is because the people who play Johnny Silverhand, Keanu Reeves character in mm-hmm. other languages have gotten more work because of this. He personally oh, nice. <laughs> reached out and said like, I'd like to um, in, jo- in July story director, Marcin Blaka Blaka. I have no clue. Sorry. (laughs) Said that Reeves was also responsible for making the character more relatable and complex. So Hmm. like right from the get go, it seems like he was into the project and I don't know. I always think that helps when an actor is like, yeah, I'd like to try this. Like even Sean Baichu was talking about how he was giving ideas for his characters and stuff. And to me that there's a difference between I'm playing a character and I was hired to voice Yes. In a video game. You know what I mean? And and that makes me excited because, you know, sometimes you can have these, you'll have somebody who's known as a good actor and they come in to do video games and it's like they just, I just needed to pay a bill. So let get me out of <laughs> right. here immediately. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Any little bit of 2077 news I can get 
you know, always makes me smile. So, cause I'm really looking forward to this game. Me too. Me too. And I didn't know this. Like, and maybe it's cause like, I haven't been reading too much on cyberpunk. Even like, cause I want it. I'm like, I'm in no matter yeah, what. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to. Right. Exactly. It, he lives in a chip in his head, in the main character's head. Yeah. I saw that. So he can turn up anywhere. Um, so side note, this will make Carol immediately un pre-order if she already had a pre-order was mm. despite all the time you'll be able to spend with him. You'll just be pals. <laughs> he is not one of the romance options. Very Aww. sorry, Carol. Please understand. It is what it is. Well, um, I'm, not, I'm not. I just canceled my pre-order too. Oh, oh, JK. So, Lucas, are you familiar with the Phase Clan? Uh, no. Okay, so it is an esports team. Uh, they are particularly known in the um, oh my god, Counter Strike uh, leagues. CS:GO. Yes. Um, they win a lot. Uh, and they, they do play other games as well, but a specific player for FaZe Clan received a lifetime ban from oh, Fortnite. Yes, I read about this. Mm-hmm. After releasing a video of him cheating in the Battle Royale shooter. Uh, so now this is given way for discussion about the severity of punishment and whether or not content creators now, should be banned at all. To, Go be, ahead. to be clear, he wasn't cheating during a actual, like, sponsored match or anything mm-hmm. it was on his youtube channel that he was just playing the game and being like i'm gonna upload videos where i use aimbots yes and for some reason he thought that was a good idea yeah yeah it's it's weird um yeah i mean he even opened up a different account didn't use his main account to use it so it seems like he knew like hey you're not supposed to be doing this to everybody and he got banned. So I'm a little torn here. Um, had he been clearly he knew how to use the aimbot. So part of me might be wondering like, okay, in this video, he didn't use an aimbot or he was using an aimbot. Has he used it in the past and not been caught? Right. Because I'm like, yeah, but and maybe not. So I'm, I'm giving benefit of that there. Okay. Uh, second thing, if you, if your livelihood depends on you playing for like if you're, if that's your job, which for this individual, it was, this is 17 years old, but this is his, his source of income was playing professionally. Um, and, and you get banned. Number one, you risk that. And he had that there 2 million subscribers on, on Twitch, which is nuts. Um, why would you teach other people how to do that? Because if that's your livelihood, that means if you're showing people how easy it is to do this, then more people are going to do it. And that, that screws up with your gameplay. I'll, I'll tell you right now, I come down hard and fast on this. I I don't think he should have been doing it at all. I, I think he should have understood that that's not fun for anybody. Aimbots yeah. suck, and people who use them are jerks. And mm-hmm. I think as somebody who is kind of like an ambassador for certain games, you know, because he plays them professionally, he shouldn't be like, hey... I'm going to show you what cheating at this game looks like. No, you're, you're just showing that it's okay to use these hacks and these aimbots and stuff. And nobody has fun when that happens. Okay. Don't use them. It's, it's dumb. Like it just goes against everything that I feel like he has worked toward with becoming a professional gamer. Right. It's just so such a confusing thing. Why would you even bother? Like you should, you should not even want to do that because 
it goes against your brand basically exactly to use that awful term but yeah like i don't know it just i don't feel bad for you at all except for you're 17 and don't make good decisions right exactly it's like you're a high school kid i get you you screwed up but like his apology video he's like crying but the the thing that got me the worst was his statement was i just wish i could have known how badly i was messing up but you clearly you did you didn't use your regular fortnite account yeah you you didn't tell people where to get the, the hack which I mean, that's a good thing you didn't do that. But like, you deliberately went out of your way to try and not get in trouble to make this video, other than making the video in the first place. Mm-hmm. You put all those precautions in. You knew you were doing something you weren't supposed to do, and when your livelihood depends on it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, now, Ninja even chimed in because he was asked uh, the day after his uh, apology video came out. His mind, he says, he should have been given a suspension of six months to a year. Because his career depends on Fortnite. But to your point, like you should know not to screw around like that. But I was surprised Ninja took even that hard of a stance saying, well, no, he shouldn't be able to play for a year. Um, yeah, that's he a says, long time. Yeah, he says there, there's lines, you know, there's a difference between what content creators do and, and you're teaching millions of people what to do. But then he gets banned from what literally makes him money. But here's the thing is like, you can go work at McDonald's like every other kid that's 17 years old or, you know, yeah. pumping gas at the gas station. You're responsible for, for what you do. And Epic says they have a zero tolerance policy for the usage of cheat software. They can't make an, they can't make an exception for you just because you base your life on this. Like mm-hmm. if they say they have zero tolerance, it's not zero tolerance except for the people who are famous and make money at it. Like, no, this is how the real world works. I'm sorry. Like exactly. It, it really, like, I feel for you as a 17 year old, but not as a person who makes millions of dollars playing a video game. That's the that was my biggest thing. Is you're like you should realize how fortunate you are being able to make money doing what you love to do, which is something that like yeah, I don't I don't want to take anything away from people who are professional gamers. I know it's not easy. You know, having just gone through a 25 hour stream, it's not easy to do it all the time. But when you're fortunate enough to be that lucky to to make it doing that why would you ever do something as stupid as that? Like, <sighs> yeah, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he, he should have known, but maybe he didn't. But then if you make that much money, you should probably have someone who oversees everything that you do and be like, Hey, from a legality standpoint, this is going to get you in trouble. Just so you know, which I'm surprised face clan didn't do because that that's a big organization in, in video game teams. Like they have managers, they have people handle stuff. I'm really surprised somebody didn't like, I mean, maybe he did, he doesn't have that much oversight, but I don't know. You think you'd run that by somebody, but yeah. Well, the whole, I think the nail in the coffin is making a separate account you know, mm-hmm. even if they do, nobody knew about it probably. Right. And that tells me that you knew what you were doing because you wanted to make some money on the side doing these aimbot videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Fair enough. Sell the Ferrari, I guess. <laughs> All right. You got anything else? Yeah, this is just a little. It's not much news. It's actually just kind of a, a hopeful thing that I saw. So uh, Bioware hints at imminent Dragon Age 4 activity. Ooh. They they had a tweet. uh when was it November 3rd that says today marks 10 years of dragon age this year. We're excited to join the community community's party on December 4th, which is uh, the day, the unofficial day that people um, celebrate dragon age, apparently okay. uh, and celebrate a decade together in the world. We all love see you on 12, four for dragon age day, but they use a four for the a so dragon four. Forage. They're gonna forage. They're gonna, They're gonna forage. forage. 
<laughs> Roll your forage skill. <laughs> um, so it's possible that we may, because I mean, what we're really seeing here is that they, they acknowledged that there's a day and they're going to hmm. see us on that day and take part. And that makes me hopeful that we hear some dragon age uh, news yeah. because uh, dragon age was one of those, you know, mass effect mm-hmm. dragon age, you know, almost right next to each other. Yeah. So I really like Dragon Age 3 Inquisition and yeah. uh I'm hoping that uh we see some more. Uh we got to get BioWare back to form, you know. Yeah. I got to stop making anthems. I'm sorry. It didn't work out. Nobody's talking about Anthem anymore. And Mass Effect didn't work last one either, so. No. Mass Effect. They you had two stumble two stumbles, two stumbling blocks. 3 you're out. Yeah, three and your and I don't trust you anymore. Used to be Blizzard, Bioware, Rockstar. <laughs> <laughs> now it's you're 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 losing it. You're losing touch. You're on thin ice, young man. That's right. This is your final warning. <laughs> Dude, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Out. That's right. <laughs> now I need a beer because I'm so angry and dis. Okay. I mean disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, Dragon. Are you? Do you like Dragon Age? Are you a Dragon Ager? Okay, I do. Good. I do like Dragon Age. I just hope. So EA confirmed that we will likely wouldn't see see it come out for like another two years. Okay. Um, in an investment call recently. Um, so whatever we see would be early on, but it could be a you know story trailer or something like that to to get us going. My only hope is I really hope they don't release around the same time as the next Elder Scrolls, oh. because those two games, while different, they are similar. And I, I want to see both do well and have their own space. Yeah. So I really hope they don't come out like the same year or this, God forbid the same season would be even worse, but because they're both games I'd like to spend time with, but I don't want to have to choose because dragon age might not win. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. And they're both long games. So it's mm-hmm. not like you can just, yeah, get burnt out. You can't that. play them back to back either. Cause it's just oh, like yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah. It all starts to blend together and you're just like, all right, the dragon born and the, you know, and that's just not good. Um, last bit of news I got here. This is tied to the Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds Ooh. will be out in Nintendo Switch sometime in the first three months of 2020. Wow. According to Take Two, narrowing the earlier promise for release sometime in 2020. In an update to investors, the company also announced the delay of Kerbal Space Program 2 to sometime between <laughs> yes. April 1st, 2020 and March 31st, 2021. So wow, that's very surprising. I think they, they decided to kick that back and, and put the Outer Worlds on there. I yeah, will say... Man, I this would be a great game on the Switch if if they can nail the port. This could be very cool. This could be a big one for Nintendo. I don't know, and I don't understand how they can get these games on on here. I, you know, like with The either. Witcher Three, and now this. Like, it's just like, how does that work? But uh, that either speaks to the Switch's ability to like program and code for it, and you know, take these games and make it work somehow, or the abilities for some of these games to just like scale back a bit. Yeah, the determination know? of the developers say, hey, I want to make this run on here. Like that's an effort. Yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't seem to be a seamless transition. Number one is a cartridge based versus disc based. But then to just be like, you know, the hardware isn't it's like having stuff run on the PS3 and PS4, but look good on both somehow. It's like it doesn't happen. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. So I, I don't know how they do it either, but I think it's just the determination of like, hey, Nintendo has this many units out. And there's always that appeal of like, 
yeah, but I could play the same game, but now on the go, like it, people love it. It's, I don't know, but it'd be very cool. I don't know if I'd jump in because I still have a hard time playing games that are big on the Switch and handheld. Yeah. I, I'd always want to play on the screen. And I mean, when you're playing on the screen, if I'm at that point, I'd rather just play it where it looks even better and runs even better, which would be on, you know, Xbox or PS4. So you need that Nintendo Switch Pro that they're coming out with. Allegedly. Allegedly. Only uh, it, it looks like it might make more and more sense to do a docked only. Yeah. I just get on point, the I think conspiracy so. bandwagon on that. But. No, no, because I'm with you because I have been very vocal in the Discord lately. Like the Joy Cons, I'm just done. I'm I'm compl- I'm fed up with it. More like joke cons. Yeah, well, it, as we said before, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I've never had a hardware problem with a Nintendo console ever. Never had a console die. Never had a controller wear out. But yet the Joy Cons, like early on, stuff started going wrong, and now to the point like they're all like that. Yes, I know I can send it in. Yes, I know I could buy a kit and fix it myself. My point is I shouldn't have to. It's true. That's where my point is. And the fact that Nintendo somehow is continuing to get away with it just because like, hey, you can send them in for repairs. Well, okay, what do I do? I don't have Joy-Cons in the meantime. And they still haven't made a manufacturing change to how they produce these. So yeah, all new Joy-Cons are going to have the same thing. And then Switch Lite came out and I was like, hmm, maybe I'll get the Switch Lite and just keep my old Switch docked all the time and that'll best of both worlds right yeah yep now the joy cons on the on the well not joy cons but the sticks on the switch light are failing too they're drifting too so it's like well what am i supposed to do here oversight right i want to give nintendo my money i want to be a fan guys you're making it hard for me to play your games right now but yeah remember when x uh, when microsoft had their xbox 360s red ring of death all the time and then you send them in and eventually you might have gone through three xbox 360s but eventually they fixed the problem and uh or mitigated it somehow right come on nintendo i don't know you're dealing with thumbsticks let's go right and it's like i don't know how they i feel like they can't fix the ones that are out there now like i i think it's genuinely it's an engineering problem like something with the hardware is wrong it's not gonna be like a software patch is gonna fix but they haven't made any changes to the manufacturing yet and you know the new model is still the same stuff except for the better battery so that's not the case so it's like until they do do a switch pro it sounds like they're just gonna ignore this problem let it ride out until then because they're selling them hand over fist anyway yeah I don't know, Nintendo. Not mad, just disappointed. Get it together. Yes, get in or get out. We would like to play (laughs) our games that we bought. Yes, on our game, on our cubes. On our cubes. They didn't have any other. I couldn't incorporate any other. (laughs) Gamosphere. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. What say we get out of here, Lucas? Let's wrap things up. Sure, let's do it. Where can people find you and your lovely self all over the interwebs? Oh, you know, I'm always hanging around the discords on PSVG, uh, checking in every once in a while, depending. You can always at me on there. But I'm also on Twitter, and you can at me at heavy metal underscore riff. Riff, not rift. Don't get confused. It's musical. It's a rise of lyric. Sonic boom. That's guile. In case you're wondering. <laughs> Fair enough. You can follow me at PSVG Kevin. Follow the entire network over at PSVG. Head on over to the website PSVG.blog to find all the amazing things we do and more. We're getting towards year end, so I'm sure there'll be lots of game of the year 
discussions as well as our annual voting, which I probably need to start organizing. I'm surprised Donnie hasn't started yelling at me for not planning that yet <laughs> to do our voting, which Lucas, you get to participate in this year. Ooh, I like voting. Yeah. It's your American right. <laughs> do I, your duty. I did an um, audible, inaudible salute. <laughs> yes. And well, audible salute would be weird. <laughs> anyway, let's get out of here, everybody. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for telling your friend. But as always, I'd like to ask that you never stop gaming. I felt like that was a really good show, man. It was. It was. Um, you want to go get some Pummel Party in or some Mario Kart before I have to edit this thing? Uh, yeah, I think I have some time before I put the kids to bed. Let's let's do it. Let's play some games, man. All right, let's go. <clears throat> so red means it's on, right? I'm I'm pretty sure it does. Hello, PSVG fam. My name is Coop. I mean, my name is a mystery, a great mystery. If I was even to tell you my name, your mind would explode. Wait, wait, that's the bit from Hello from the Tavern. This is Luke Lore, the Insipid. No, that's Xbox's Pension Pass. Think, think. And I'm here to save the... Nope, that's off book. That's what to do. What? To do. Ha. This is the PSVG historian. My name is not important, but I am definitely not Coach Hulk. That is someone else. Someone very tall and handsome with great traps. Yes. As the PSVG historian, I am here to shed some light on the history of all things PSVG. Stories thought forgotten, left untold. Mysteries of the inner workings of the conglomerate. That is PSVG. You see, it all started from a forum post. Back before the switch had been switched, a man with the plan decided he wanted more from a podcast. He wanted to talk games and give voices to those unable and afraid to step out into the light. Hey, Lucas, I forgot to turn the equipment off. I'll be right back. Um, uh, let me leave you with this little nugget to ponder, and I will return to tell you the true story of PSVG.